Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, y'all. Hello. Happy Pride. Happy Black Music Month. Happy Pride. Oh, happy Pride. I did not know it was Black Music Month. I feel like I don't know this every year. Yeah, I feel like Black Music Month is, is fairly new to me like maybe like the past two years mm. i've known about it how long have you been on the show four years that's insane almost what, four what do we we don't even talk about nothing <laughs> that's the crazier part <laughs> yeah nearly four years this later this year that's crazy well four is a great number you. to pack it up i'm just kidding oh. <laughs> i'm just kidding that's what I was gonna say. At this point, we could start, you know, start re-releasing episodes. See, and ain't nobody finna notice. Like, we should, <laughs> we should do like a little game and see. That'll be cute, actually. Like, if we really release episode six, like, who is gonna check us? Like, nobody's gonna notice. I don't think I have that. Oh, we will have to download it. And then yeah, we could download it from from SoundCloud. I started deleting them. I think I started deleting episodes around episode twenty. That's when I that's when I realized like I learned so much about computers. I remember Richard looking at me. I oh, I need to text Richard back. Hey Richard. Yeah, um, I was about to say, dang, you take him back. Don't do that. I saw it and I'm like, I have to read this and it's like <laughs> every day it's a rehearsal, it's an opera, it's something. It's just too much. I was like, dang, Katie Cole. No, I'm just playing. Don't do <laughs> that. Playing. Richard know. Playing. Richard know I love him to his <laughs> to, to his chagrin. <laughs> um that's when I learned like so much about computers like remember when we lost the episode and it was like you actually the reason why we lost it is because when your when your computer's like your your disk is almost full that means like you can't say nothing else crazy crazy how that works but to say that look he should be in my news but i'm asking first because i know richard he private i mean i already posted it on twitter so <laughs> but. see i haven't even been on twitter <laughs> like that i am behind time has stopped it's just vibes rehearsal performances and vibes and he well um guess we should jump into the news this week um, there's a new album coming out from the Chinnake Orchestra next month called Bob Marley in the Chinnake Orchestra. Um, it's going to be released on Island Records slash UME um, on July 22nd. Um, it's a reimagining some of Bob Marley's greatest songs with contemporary classical orchestration um, from the Chinnake Orchestra. It is um, produced by Nick Patrick, who is produced some of some other um albums that kind of mailed popular and orchestral music like he did one f- for elvis presley and the elvis presley's music with the royal philharmonic um an- another one that the royal philharmonic did with the music of buddy holly um some of the tracks on the album are is this love redemption song satisfy my soul exodus get up stand up um one love and that one is actually already out if you guys i'll link it in the description if you guys want to um stream it. it came out um on march 25th um so that's a little single 
Um, so the genesis of the idea came from as from a uh, Sheku Kenny Mason, um, who is now a full time solo artist, but um, used to be an active member of the Chinookay Orchestra. Um, he was the person that pioneered uh, doing some original arrangements of um, Bob Marley's music, like No Woman, No Cry, um, and Redemption Song, um, which captured the attention of Bob Marley's estate. And so now the Chinookay Orchestra um, has partnered with them to create this album. So if y'all want to learn more about it, pre-save it, etc., um, I'll link that in the description. And if you want to hear it, Katie, we have the link. So... Oh, period. Okay, exclusive. Um, I know, and then sometimes I feel like I mean it never happens in a city that either of us are in, but sometimes they'd be like, "If you guys want tickets to this concert," I'd be like, "Oh, okay," but it's usually like in New York or something, somewhere where we're not. Mm. So, um, maybe one day. Speaking of New York, since a lot of people live over there, um, the New York City Opera is having their annual Pride in the Park. Um, which is going to be in Bryant Park um, on June 17th. It's completely free um, as part of the Bryant Park picnic performances. Okay, PPP. That was hard for me to say. (laughs) But anyway, um, it's first come, first serve, Friday, June 17th at 7 p.m. If you are in New York, you can go um, see the New York City Opera as well as the LaGuardia High School Choir. Um who will be doing a performance um in honor of pride month and uh, it's gonna be food and all that kind of stuff so if you're in the area you should go um and let us know how how it is and yeah i think that's all i'm gonna do this week okay so for intermission we can be short and cute and complainy my favorite oh. type <laughs> <laughs> um Delaney, what is an annoying little, like little thing that classical musicians do that you find to be cringy? Do or say. Do or say. I can go first if um you don't have. Yeah. Any. Okay, so mine is um okay. Also, like background context. I was telling Delaney. I've been t- thinking about this for uh, the past couple weeks about how like. There have been certain situations that's happened over the past couple months for me that made me realize how small my circle is and how I really be having a lot of conversations, like not in a vacuum necessarily, but like with like-minded people. Um, I actually, yeah, I realized that like when I went to go talk to my cousins about something, I was fighting for my life. I'm like, we don't talk about this like this, but okay. Um, And so, and in that, I now I'm, around you know more classical musicians right now I'm at Spoleto and I was like dang I forgot y'all was like this no tea like no whatever it's just that like I really be <laughs> insular I really am very insular and one thing that really gets on my nerves is like when classical musicians be like oh my god like I sight read this or like oh my god it was so easy like <laughs> and I'm just like okay several things are annoying about that one you probably didn't okay let's just put that out there you probably didn't (laughs) that's the first thing like you okay like you got this thing that you apply for and like you put like oh my god i just played like three minutes before i just like press record like hope for the best you probably didn't 
you're probably okay when you say like oh this thing is so easy like i just feel like it's just an, it never reads like what you think it, like you think people are like i feel like people who say that are be like oh my god like you're so good if this is easy for you in my mind i'd be like wow you're a loser because it's like <laughs> it's like the fact that you have to like tell the whole world that like this is not hard for you like i, I always i just be like this is actually i'm like oh i worked actually really hard on it like, I actually, like, took the entire application period to, to prepare this. Because, like, I just thought we were out of high school. I thought, I, like, this is not Allstate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That's, and I heard, I've been hearing that a lot more lately. And that's that's something that really gets on my nerves. Because it's just, like, it it's not landing how you think it's landing. Hmm. Yeah. That's Because it's, like, what is the, like, okay like what's fun about being unprepared like <laughs> yeah and <laughs> about not like, taking things seriously i remember like i've been one of the pieces i told the lamb i stopped com- like calling in to the universe is beethoven nine because i've literally like played this piece too many times and see even then i just I, I said it um like i literally played it two months ago and we're playing it first rehearsals on saturday um so i, I said like dang like I'm, I'm tired of playing beethoven nine which is true i am it's long my back be hurting um and people are like oh well Beethoven 9 is easy I'm like it's literally not <laughs> it's literally it's literally not like I don't what do you want like what it's even Contrabassoon who go fart doom doom all right doom, Katie. fart doom doom da, da, That's, da, da. not fart okay <laughs> that sounds terrible that's the t- that's where I'll be like yeah really the heron wasn't there because come on all this stuff i forgot what happens before it so maybe i should play it more but i forgot what happens before it and i don't know where it just sounds i just feel like if you're if you're composing for contra you're not being serious (laughs) (laughs) it always likes it comes out of nowhere. Like you could have put that in different. You could put that in bass. You could have put that in a bass. You could have put that in the bassoon. You put it in a controversy. You're not. You're not a serious person. And that's why I'd be like, yeah, the, the hearing wasn't there. I that's knew. where we see it. <laughs> I just realized what you said. Wow. It's not doing. It sounds so bad. It does not. It does. And like I honestly, realized, like, shout out. I didn't even know the controversy was a thing back then. But Delaney B. <laughs> you know, I'm team low end, so I Oh, I, I forgot I, to tell people. Okay, okay. Now you're not a serious Now you're fart. not serious. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then after that it's like all this like up high, beautiful da 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 we just heard Tyler playing it. You're not you're not being serious. I'm so sorry. It it never sounds good. I can't think of an instance where I, I heard Contrabassoon was like, "Wow," and it's never T to the play. It's never T to the player. Dude who played it with um, MSO was like, "Oh yeah, mad cool." It's never T. It's just like that's you're not a serious person. Wow. <laughs> you're not being serious. It sounds freaking source of friend. It sounds just as stupid in that too, Duca. Already, well, we're gonna find me on it. Come to Twitter, at me. Let's talk about it. 
Okay. Link a recording. Actually, don't do that because <laughs> I'm about to. I'm I, right after this. Actually, you're right not now. being serious. You're not. Right now. Bassoonists unite. The bassoonists. I, I feel like they don't. I, th- I feel like they be agreeing with me. Okay. I do. I feel like I feel like a couple of them have to agree with me. I feel like they have. They're not gonna come forward because they're gonna. They're not, not gonna come, come forward. forward. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I know, like people be in fake solidarity with me, like especially with Jack Harlow. A lot of people be like, "Girl, I see you." It's an right. exact and that and you know we're not gonna go in this because I I'm not gonna you. go in this direction with you because I just don't have it. It's late exactly. where I'm at because. Um, I told it's you, fine, it's, it's it's worse. People are dropping like flies. The black community is in shambles. <laughs> oh, but Beethoven 9, it's literally not easy. I was telling Delaney, it, it is, f- for the violas, is it like a Brahms symphony in regards to like difficulty? I don't think so because we have moments. That part goes crazy. It's so hard because we have like this F sharp and this A sharp thing. Crazy did that, but it's not like from we're not sweating because like even like the thing it's not hard. It's just like triplets. You gotta you can't rush, but it's not it's not easy. So what are you saying? Now I want to know who coming behind behind my back. Oh girl, all I want—that's why all I'm saying—it's fake. This all I want to say is they—they they dragging Katie in the streets. But just know, a lot of the girls are on my side because Jack Harlow is very attractive. It's an isolated case, babe. Katie, like, Katie, hold on, because I'm really trying to <laughs> gather the strength to finish this episode. <laughs> so it's best you don't say anything else. Like it's really best you don't say these. Like I'm really just catching you. Is. I'm catching you at a low moment because I'm just like I know you're not responding to me, so I'm just like getting in as many words as I can. Like, What's your no. thing? No, you're dragging you. You're my thing. <laughs> like <laughs> because like I'm sorry. Like remember that thing they said he looked like that thing from Narnia, the half goat, half dude. What's it? What's it? I was gonna say something. I caught myself. What top Mr. Tubmas? Tum Tum. I think that's his name, something like that. That's why he could look like that. Y'all not gonna bring him. Uh, it is <laughs> <laughs> because y'all know y'all just be doing too much. No, like, he's not. He he's do very look like cute. That now, no, he's not. Let's he move a, on. He did have a, like there was no because what you're not finna. This is classically black podcast, so I understand that I no, not have, too much, Miss Girl. Because where is this going? Not too much. I understand that the black mm. part in classically black. I've been trying to uphold it as, You're as I so can. You're so frustrating. I have been trying, y'all. Okay, like, Miss Girl. But the way Katie be carrying on about this, be whole, carrying on. Yes, be carrying on with this whole Jack Harlow thing. She's determined to overthrow this podcast with whiteness. So let's move on to. My pet peeve, besides Katie, <laughs> I don't. Besides, I feel like, I feel like there's really nothing. I feel like your beef with me is in your head. Cause I don't be doing nothing. First of all, not an isolated case because, because let's not forget an hour ago. I that's ridiculous, Delaney. It's not. It is because that's different. I wasn't feeding. I wasn't feeding. I was just saying it was a fact. 
that was it okay katie yeah there we go it's actually not a fact that anybody is attractive but okay um now you don't make me forget my thing oh no i remember it i really want to say you but <laughs> um, <laughs> like i'm really fighting it right now I'm glad um, that you're fighting for the truth <laughs> i was spit it on my computer good and i hope you did <laughs> i didn't okay well i hope you will <laughs> at some point um because all i'm doing i'm fighting for my peace of mind and that's it because i know that there is no there's peace i'm sure you feel at peace upholding what you like to uphold i'm not upholding anything but yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> okay is that what we're calling it these days okay um funny you're insufferable <laughs> i'm i'm sure i'm sure you feel that way i know i'm not the type of person you're most i knew around. Was going, <laughs> but i was like no she's too good for that i was like there's no way she's gonna take that and you took it that's ridiculous I saw it and I was like, she ain't gonna do it. Here we are. Ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, okay, so what was the question? The question was for the. What do classical mu- musicians do or say? One thing that I forgot about, because Katie has brought me back into the headspace of being around people, like being around a lot of classical musicians, which I am not anymore is when people start treating you differently when they either hear you play or mm-hmm. hear where you go to school mm-hmm. that is so crazy to me like it is so cringe it's just it's, like it's weird it's weird like how are you like and i know like i've had this experience like of someone who they're like either standoffish or like they don't want to talk to you or they whatever and then they hear you play one time or they find out you you go to x school that is in the realm of what they deem acceptable or good or whatever then all of a sudden they're they're a lot more friendly to you like it's just not giving and it's just it's very childish and ridiculous and i've experienced that in my adult life so Oh, I, oh, I, I love a good. I went to school in Rochester. That's it. If you want to put it together, Viola Rochester, go ahead. But I really, I don't like name dropping. I'll be like, I went to school in Rochester. Because every time I feel like I name drop, I feel I kind of feel icky after it's like I didn't have to tell you that, you know. So I just stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm okay with telling people I went to Eastman, but. I'm just not. I'm because I'm not gonna. I know that I'm not gonna treat nobody. I don't care where you went to school, so I'm not gonna care. treat nobody differently. So I don't care as long as you don't treat me no differently because I went to Eastman. Mm-hmm. But and especially people who go to uh, there's a certain school where it really jumps out. The head assery really jumps out. Wait, it could be a, bu- <laughs> it could be a couple. Which one? Mother to me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. That it, like. Uh, I know there there can be a couple, but I haven't met a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. that go to the other. There's two other ones that might, yeah. But I haven't mm-hmm. met a whole bunch of people that that have gone to those schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one I have met a couple people who are just freaking annoying <laughs> about that. Like, I would say they're 
X is showing, like their blank equals name of school is showing because yeah. you can just tell where they went to school because <laughs> of how they act. <laughs> and that's why like, I've been enjoying Spoleto because I, a lot of people are past the school phase. Not everyone. A lot of people are still in school, but it's just like people have jobs here. People, there's a lot of new world people here. It's just like, it's just bro, chill. Like everybody's good here. And I feel that that I, I haven't seen a lot of that my, like machismo. Mm. Um, but also, I don't be paying attention. Like I was telling Delaney, I like going to orchestra to have fun. And a minute you make me not have fun, I'll be like, let's freaking pack it up. And I start getting rude. Don't turn around and give me comments. I ah! I want to have fun. This is supposed to be fun. Let's have fun. That's it. And I ain't nobody who unemployed gonna tell me to do. I'm like, we are both unemployed. Yeah, but I haven't really experienced that. And I also, I feel like I miss my, I miss my musical festival phase. Like people were going to EMF and Brevard and meeting and greeting. I miss that phase. So I don't really, I didn't really meet people from all different schools. You can't Eastman me at Eastman. We both here. <laughs> Although they can, because you went to for grad school. You said what? Said you could. It said they could because you went there for grad school. That's true, but I only hung around people who didn't. Oh. Anyway, a doozy. I can't believe we did this on purpose. That is crazy. Especially because I don't even get that at um at the music festival. How you doing that? We both here. You're not on faculty. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, that one girl I was with um last year. That was a wild time. It's like we are we both have this fellowship. Like you that's wild. Who was that again? I mean, honestly, people no, can put it together. <laughs> actually, I actually stopped caring about that because it's just like people you are a very bad colleague. <clears throat> so that's between you and your maker, babe. Okay, it's <laughs> the name of the episode after them. No, I'm can you imagine? <laughs> I can't wait to get that to that level of mess. I don't think it will happen because it's classical music, you know. But and people be like, um, "Do a CPP after dark." I'm like, "Are you crazy?" First of all, yeah, I don't even know what the writing on that would be. Delaney and I it gets a little it gets a little yeah. spicy. Like I feel like there when we talk about like stuff that we cut out, it's like stuff that like could never see the light of day. <laughs> like it's not no little cute like little cute it's I'm not gonna speak for, I, it's, I don't wanna speak for Delaney but it's, it's pretty bad like why would I put that <laughs> I would literally be like, be like oh put a CPP at the back I'm like it gets bad like no y'all don't want that <laughs> I'm telling you <laughs> you do not want it I mean, they probably do, but like, I'm not about to have nobody secretly recording, you know, CBP after dark, and now it's leaked, and now it's. I mean, we're not even on it, but you know what I mean, like. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, and also, it still wouldn't be you no know, CBP after dark because there's nothing I would say on there that I wouldn't say on here because at the end of the day, it's still gonna be on the internet. Exactly. Like, I so feel it's like. like I can't like there's gonna be no I'm not gonna remove a filter to do no CVP after dark <laughs> because I don't put nothing on the internet that I don't want to be on the internet exactly so. 
I'm sorry. You gotta be. You gotta be the friend group, babe. I was about to say, just come to a uh, come to a live show and hope one of us slips up. <laughs> I don't even think that would happen because live it, shows it be at like yeah, be at like LA Phil, be at Sphinx. Like who gonna say nigga there? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? I feel like I would just keep talking. Yeah, I would just keep happy. going. I wouldn't make a big deal. But after, I'm like, girl. <laughs> If we make a big deal out of it, they'll be like, oh. Right. And also, who finna check me? Like, I am a black. I was about to say, and it's probably not gonna be that many black people in there. And even if the ones that are there, with the exception of a few, probably won't care. And a white person gonna tell me not to say it. So, anyway. Moving on. So, um, this week, first of all, if you are on classical music Twitter, um, there is a very, very small chance that you have been able to avoid this tweet from last week. Um, it's crazy how I'm just not on classical music Twitter. Like you follow a few people, but you're not really in the mix. Like, I'm there for fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but they're they're fun. Like I don't follow like classical music Twitter in like the cons- like. I'm sorry. All the people overseas are like very conservative. Like extra like like canonical classical music Twitter. I don't follow mm. like that part of classical music Twitter. I follow mm. more like the musicologists who have very that have very diverse interests it's not all classical music either musicologists ethnomusicologists the composers the new music people like that they they be true about regular stuff Mm. it's not all about music like but when stuff happens in music they will be talking about it Mm -hmm. and then they have some overlap with some of the more traditional classical people depending on what their research interests are so stuff be floating into my timeline um, so there was a tweet that was going around by this dude who's a youth orchestra conductor. And I will link the tweet in the description because if you want to go down a rabbit hole, I don't even know that this is a rabbit hole at this point. Like, because first of all, there's four, the right after I said, there's 49 quote tweets Five. and 86 replies. And that's only the replies to the original tweet. That's not even counting the replies to the replies of that tweet. And then the quote tweets on those reply <laughs> like you said like i find it while you, while you talk so there's a lot i can just send it to you right now yeah um go ahead there's yeah so 86 on the original tweet alone and then there's a lot of stuff that happened from there so i'm gonna read the tweet it says i may well come to regret saying the truth out loud but it really is unfair and wrong to make kids in a high-level youth orchestra spend a big chunk of their precious time together playing a 10th rate playing 10th rate music it's putting political and policy agendas ahead of the needs of the kids so he looks like the type that would say that huh i said he looks like the type that would say that um so of course everybody was like what do you mean by that because um first of all i feel like to call first of all th- there's a lot of coded language here the whole political policy agendas things 
when we think about what's going on in classical music right now, a lot of people are talking about being more inclusive of composers of color, of women composers, of queer composers, all of that stuff. And usually when classical musicians bring up the whole, oh, you're not programming because of the quality of the music you're programming, because of the identity, da, 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 this is the type of argument that they mm-hmm. come up with. Like a lot of people, um, like that doesn't really get, that doesn't go over a lot of people's heads. Like we know what you're talking about. And then also to call the music, um, to call the music 10th rate, which is like to who like what are you talking about so of course a lot of people was replying to it quoting it and whatever and going back and forth with this dude and um eventually after a lot of people were interrogating what he meant by 10th rate and how he like what were the reasons why he determined that this that this piece was so bad especially because by the way somebody found the concert they by process of elimination found the concert yes of course it was um uh, composers of color um, um, on the concert and he said that like they were talking about the, the quality of the music like why is he saying that it's 10th rate or whatever and he said that musical quality is objective humans are not and so that freaking blew my mind because what are you talking about <laughs> they don't even know what they be saying they be saying stringing words together hoping for the best hoping nobody notices like musical quality being objective like that doesn't make any sense because in musical music is not math it's not science yeah. like <laughs> you know like especially when it comes to one of the pieces on the program was by a south asian composer used drew a lot on their musical traditions which are totally different um from western um musical traditions and music theory and all of that so how you're using this completely arbitrary system which he has yet to define yeah um to determine that a piece is 10th rate as um as he said is like something that a lot of people were like really trying to get at with him and he just like kept going back and forth kept going back and forth doubling down tripling down um on all of on on the fact that musical that the musical quality is objective um and when it, well when i had repl- i had like quoted it or something and i was like i literally cannot wrap my mind around that and he was like well if musical quality is not objective then why practice why take lessons and all of this stuff and and i was like I mean that's totally different like at all like literally (laughs) not at all like we have an episode called what about the quality from a while ago because a lot of times when we talk about quality in classical in classical music people are talking about the quality of like a performance and like the execution of it which is totally Mm -hmm. different from judging the inherent quality of like a piece of music you know I'm like y'all use y'all use y'all determine quality on a sliding scale compared to Beethoven which is wild exactly and it's like who like what is the criteria for that like and some people um there was another guy who was like are you really saying that so that mozart's like whatever piano sonata is not but it was like one of the later ones it's not better than the first and i'm like i think that you can make a case like support it like an educated like support it by um like research and things like that but you have to understand that like what you're drawing from is also not like set in stone and it's not law 
Mozart fits very cleanly in like Western music theory. So if you want to use that to make a case, I still don't think it's undebatable. Mm-hmm. But if you want to like say, oh, well, he did this and, and make make a case within the rules of Western music theory, since that works for Mozart's music, you you I guess I suppose you can do that. Like I said, it's not like nobody can can uh, offer a rebuttal because it's mm-hmm. still not it's not math. It's not science. It's not like <laughs> undebatable. But yeah, so that blew up. I will link it in the description. But um, I wanted to talk about this idea of musical quality since we talked about quality when it comes to like how people bring it up in terms of black musicians and how they play and stuff. I want to talk about how it affects um, the actual music itself um, as opposed to the musicians. Okay, so how do you think that the idea of like musical quality is present in classical music? I think like like what I kind of alluded to earlier, I think we because classical music puts <clears throat> like Bach, Beethoven, whatever, like on such a high pedestal, everything is compared to that and how it fits into that and like how how it sounds like that. That um like you may remember who was it? Was it Randall? When he did um his th- that re- review on his album and old dude was like i wish he played something else because like he has like he played like this would have been this piece would have been better to see to hear like that and i'm like you could hear all his technique and stuff on what he played so like yeah, what are you really saying it was a review of, of randall gooseby's album and it was by a notoriously terrible quote-unquote journalist um who yeah he said we'll like see how good he is when he plays some brahms or something like that i'm yeah. like like eh. you, you can see how good he is now so exactly. it's like <laughs> it's like Rest- people yeah go ahead i was just about to say we can see how bad you are because you can't you can't even process music that's not in this very narrow mm-hmm. framework of what music is like you can't yeah. even you can't even tell nothing about his playing when he's not playing some brahms right maybe you ought to be employed elsewhere yeah no i agree that's like i think that's why and i was actually having this conversation with joy and someone else um last night about this where um when it comes to new music and i mean like i'm not dragging myself but like i'm a person i evolve okay and i was even telling joy this morning i was like i feel like i kind of had to like push my opinions forward new music because it was like my friends and new music composers so i have to like what i'm just thinking about how you used to call a boom boom cack <laughs> i still call it boom boom cack i ain't gonna hold you i said that the other day <laughs> however comma space um I've been, I've come around. Joy was like, we, we just got to get Katie two more years and she's going to be there. I'm like, three and a half. Um, but I will say that, like, there was a there, there was a debate about, like, some of the pieces that we're playing. I wasn't even telling Delaney about it. It's like a, a piece by Tyshawn Story, two pieces. The, 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 my part is three pages. It's, like, 25 minutes. It's insane. It's so slow. Um... And it's, like, not really enjoyable to rehearse. I'm not going to lie. Um, but this idea of, like, what? why is it not good? Why? Because we're not doing a whole bunch of, like, stuff, you know? It's, like, this piece is, like, meditative and, like, Loki will go crazy with some, like, electronic work. Like, um, I think 
we have to be mindful of how much we try to like when we try to make sense of pieces we connect it back to like stuff that we've grown to but that we were groomed to believe with or quality mm-hmm. it's like how much does it sound like walton how much does it sound like this like um okay i want to approach this new viola concerto like does it remind me of Bartok? Does it remind me? Like, everything got to remind you of something for it to be, like, class musicians love that. It'd be Florence Price, and it'll be like, oh, it's like, oh, someone pissed me off. What would they say? Okay, I like this person, so I'm not going to do too much on their head. But um, we were playing we were playing a piece by Dolphy Wolfie. Sorry. We were playing a piece by Adolphus Hale Stork, because <clears throat> no one knows who that is, except for, like, three people. We were playing a piece by Adolphus Hale Stork, and this person was like, oh, like, this section, like, sounds like this white composer. And in my head, I was like, or he just wrote it. <laughs> like, he just, you don't have to connect it back to something that's quote-unquote standard or has been standardized for it to be quality for it to make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely, um, and then I feel like even in the implicit ways that people do it, like, of course, curriculum is a huge a huge um factor in that like how much time we spend on certain composers over others and like um like I feel like oh I remember I brought up this example like probably sometime last year um or actually it might even been in 2020 oh my gosh um of like this opera thing that I had seen and it was like an opera course or whatever and they had Mozart week and they had uh, what's another one Rossini week Verdi week all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then they had BIPOC composers week and I was just like are we not understanding the message that that sends that like yeah. all of these individual compo- composers uh, from Western Europe get their own week for their own music and there's like every piece of music that's by someone who is black or indigenous or a person of color like you know how many groups of people fall under that yeah in in one week like that i feel like that's how people like they reinforce this hierarchy of like these works and like some of the some of them are are great pieces of music but we have to understand like how they got there like we have to like i feel like a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the fact that some of them would not be at the table if there was a if there had been a level playing field this entire time mm-hmm. like um and then the fact that you can't even articulate what this criteria is like um because in the in the thread like the dude was like he was explaining some more about like different pieces or whatever that he would program or like i don't know he was just naming some different pieces and after every single one of them he had like a rating for it like he was like oh this board and symphony fifth rate and track five first rate and i'm like what do you talk like like he just put them in parentheses as if they that was like like i think like like we were all gonna agree yeah with that and, and like there was no question like it was just no question which i'm just like which brings it back to like his treat about his tweet about oh musical quality is objective like he's treating it as those objective and it's like no this is your opinion Mm -hmm. and you're like and it's fine to have an opinion but what's not fine is to like pass it off as though there's no reason why you think this Mm -hmm. especially like 
in the the setting that we're discussing it because you don't even have to give a reason as to why you like something mm-hmm. but you but if you're gonna like perpetuate it as though it is like objectively better than all of this other music especially when we're talking about such a small subset of music in the world like that just doesn't make any sense um and next i was gonna ask i was gonna ask is it like why is that harmful um especially to to people of color in classical music um because i think i was gonna ask is it but i think we both agree on that (laughs) because yeah yeah i mean because i feel like when when it comes to black people like they're they're they always need a justification to be included so it's like if you look up a lot of stuff like on my guy what's his name sct um what's that stand for (laughs) coleridge taylor sam and coleridge taylor if you look up a lot of stuff like he often gets compared to like schumann and like stuff like people need to like justify him i think i'm also very curious what the culture is over there i mean it has to be they have to be fighting for their lives in in England because that it has to be that. But Coleridge Taylor was like he was that girl when he was alive. So I'm wondering like how I'm wondering how the, those conversations are different. Like his stuff premiered and all that stuff while he was alive. Um, but um, I just feel like it's dangerous to be like, oh, this is quality and this is not because what's going to end up happening every time is that like all of a sudden the black composers are not quality because you know since we just call it a spade a spade this is 10th rate mm-hmm. all this like arbitrary like organization all the black people gonna be at the bottom all the black people gonna be 10th rate 10th rate and you'll be like well no we just talking about the music and it's like it always happens that way it's like no we just talking about the quality of it and and this and that and then all of a sudden you look at it the black people are the ones who are 10th rate yeah because i um i even wrote something about like um divorce and burley and stuff like that and i got i'm still i'm still chewing on because i just got comments on that i'm still chewing on it but something was like well you know here they go yeah <laughs> you know there might have been other reasons there was why <laughs> and i was just like uh, you know that's, that's what I'm talking about our circles are <laughs> insular because you see how you had that reaction to it remember I told you I'm just gonna say remember I told you when I did my 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 run of my lecture recital and I said that I forgot which black organization called out the New York Phil for like nepotism and da 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 and all because black people were not getting to New York Phil that was a direct quote and my teacher at the time, this was literally last month. <laughs> <laughs> literally, my recital was a, a month from today. My teacher at the time was like, well, did that, no, that's the reason. And, and then I'm like, get off my body. Like, that's a direct <laughs> quote. Like, I know y'all. <laughs> I know. Like, hop off. Like, I know that that's crazy for i know like y'all love to cradle this stuff but it's like that's what it is like this is a direct quote like this is what happened there's nothing around it there's no oh black people are taking auditions there's no this that's what it is that's what it is 
that's crazy to me be like oh well the black people are taking our dishes uh, so did you think that we were sitting in our houses waiting for somebody to knock on our door and give us an orchestra seat y'all i went through the trend i'm okay i cannot wait i didn't do a tell all i need to just stop caring <laughs> The amount of the amount of foolishness, the amount of foolishness at that school. Wow, wow. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't tell it all. I really couldn't. Crazy. <laughs> like it's always some type of. Oh, well, are you sure? Da, da, da. I'm like, look at look at how y'all look at how y'all treat. Look at the history of the world. Like, and then, yeah, and then ask me really again. <laughs> ask me again i remember <laughs> side note so somebody here like has a famous last name but like not like a famous last name like not like brown or harris but like a famous last name who owns slaves so like they crazy this is charleston's weird so they like i guess they ran into one of the people who like owned people and was like oh we have the same name are we cousins and i was like you should have said we weren't supposed to be <laughs> 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 y'all just gotta start saying like look at the history of the world and then ask me about divorce again run it back y'all are insane yeah i really gotta i gotta chew on that one because i kind of just like i i wasn't like i was doing something else when i saw it and i was like mm-hmm. and it's been a while since i read this piece and i was just like but this is also this is a side note but like that's also what i feel about like I'm obviously we was talking about my my quote unquote future YouTube channel before we started recording, and that's another thing about putting all of this stuff out there. It's always gonna be it's all yeah. Well, that I will give you like you sure uh, and y'all make everything about race and the music and just, wasn't you, good and consider this and, and consider like you didn't even do that and can barely even read. And this person, a very well respected writer has won a Pulitzer so (laughs) so I'm just kind of like that's why I'm like I need to let me sit down and see like but wait mm. side note that thing that I did for for you they okay did they take that part out because one of the pieces was um (laughs) one of the pieces was new uh new world that's Mm -hmm. eight the piece was new, new world, and I started talking about Burley first before I even mentioned the Jackson name. Did they take that out? I bet you they took it out. I don't think so. But I gotta check, check, cause I I refuse to talk about Dvorak before mentioning Burley. I will always mention Burley first, cause I don't think so. Because I think I was like lead on editing that, and I would, and I didn't take that out. Mm, okay. But also that editing thing was weird because it was weird. Yeah, when they took that other part out, they didn't add. To, they didn't tell me. They told somebody else who told me, and I'm like, why y'all tell y'all sent all the edits to me except for this one? It's giving. It's weird. But anyway, and what I texted you today was going on. Yeah. I was sitting. I was like, hmm. I never. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but maybe cause that's why I was like double check because you know me and how I be handling that kind of stuff. But also. I brought every one of the ones that I haven't changed with me so I can do finally do them for the time runs out. And I was like, I don't have that one with me. That's why I was like, mm-hmm. anyway, we go way off topic. Don't nobody, this is not a conversation. <laughs> this is literally like, we are recording like, a show. <laughs> ha- like literally half of what we were just talking about, like we didn't explain, it's just from previous knowledge. 
and y'all not gonna know because I can't. Which is you could say we should just do it off the mics, but I'm here now. I'm gonna forget. Yeah. So. We were talking about uh, something I had hired. I had hired Katie to help me do, and she hasn't gotten her payment yet. So I was just doing it. Like it's not. It's nothing. Like yeah, it's no <laughs> top secret. <Dang>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know. It's not my business to say. Yeah. So. Um. Okay, so a part of this whole thing, so yeah, we went over like why that's harmful. It's it's very harmful to just kind of make up stuff in terms of what makes a piece of music quality or not quality. It's a prime example. I was telling Katie a while ago. Okay, so the piece of shit known as Ben Shapiro, his dad Wait, is apparently like. Him again? Ben Shapiro. Okay, sorry, not too much, girl. <laughs> I know, no, but I already know that by by you asking that question, you're just not familiar with him. Because if I you just, if you yeah. were, if you were, you wouldn't ask that question. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, what, I, what does he do again? He's just a conservative. He be talking and being stupid. He's a politician. It's like a commentator, like oh girl, I definitely don't know who that is. Yeah, he's let me not, see. Maybe like, if I saw him, you probably wouldn't. He has a very squeaky voice. Oh and girl, I just like you might have. I don't know. He yeah, he like I don't know if he has a show or like what. Well, I know he has like a podcast or something. I don't know, but he he comes. I haven't blocked on social media at this point, so he does not come in my orbit. Uh, my he orbit. Even look for... Wow, <laughs> God laid his hands on you. <laughs> You don't even look familiar. That's crazy. Wow. God laid his hands on you. Well, okay, so there was he a couple. There was annoying. A, a, his, oh, girl, if you heard his voice, <laughs> why all of his face concentrated in the middle of his head? <laughs> his voice is actually crazy. Oh, this is a regular picture. I, I think when he smiles, it looks. Um. So his dad is apparently a music theorist. Like he was doing this interview. Ben Shapiro was doing this interview. Who was like, and he was saying that, and this is another thing: how people be throwing their degrees around. A lot of these degrees ain't worth the paper they printed on let me just tell you that because he was like my music theorist father who went to music school first of all a lot of a, I was about to say, a lot of people <laughs> went to music school like <laughs> and most of them would probably disagree with your stupid father he was like well my father he went to music school and he told me that there are three elements to music um uh what did he say uh melody harmony and rhythm and rap music only has rhythm it doesn't have melody and harmony and music has to have all three and so therefore rap is not music i'm like you said that like it's a math equation and it doesn't make any sense first of all that's not even true it's Literally. not even tr- it's not even true tell that rap music doesn't to rap, have melody me you don't listen to rap. <laughs> like, it's not even true that rap music doesn't have melody or harmony one two that whole formula that he just came up with those are elements that can exist in music but they don't always have first of all different cultures can't even agree on what music is right like something like so let's your father i don't know it's a dumb like yeah exactly i I bet you half the people studying music will wipe their booty crack with his degree i don't know who gave it to him or what but it's really like i said now worth the 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 paper that it's printed on so I feel like that's a that's a prime example of people just really just making shit up, like just, just, yeah. just, just making it up and just saying this is how music exists, like and then just like applying it to whatever they want to discredit. He said, "I woke up and I wanted to say something to disparage black people today." Okay, how can I use so, like how can I use something that I totally made up to disparage black people today? Like that's what he did. 
in that interview like mm-hmm. essentially um so that's basically what happens with all of this mu- like i feel like in these conversations about musical quality but old dude from the tweet eventually after people was on his head enough he was like well actually you know maybe it's not so much maybe it doesn't even matter so much that it was 10th grade as that you know when you're dealing with young musicians you need to keep in mind the pedagogical whatever whatever and it's just like sure of course if you have certain objectives that you want to teach like you're going to teach music that has those things in the music so that they can learn it but first of all, you didn't say none of that until everybody was on your head talking about what you mean by that because you used all that coded language. Um, also, second, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what was you about to say? Because I forgot my other points. So. <laughs> also, like the class competitions are so annoying because kids literally learn how to play. Kids literally learn E minor with dragon dragon dances, dragon hunter. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you saying? The the that's not the point of the pedagogy is not so your your little kids could play freaking um what what do all the youth orchestra play? Simple symphony. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. The point is not for to play the instrument well. It, exactly, and it's just like to also to imply that the the people that program this had no saw no pedagogical benefit in programming this piece like and also that's ridiculous because now the south asian piece is on there so now they don't have a pedagogical value you can use anything to teach anything i was just about to say maybe the maybe the value that they bring is something that you don't know how to teach that's what it sounds like and a, a lot of the stuff that y'all be programming don't be teaching nothing please tell I me what, what what does the um what y'all are playing what does um a medley from from um the Wiz, not the Wiz. Oh, what's the other one? Dang, West Side Story. Sure. What what's <laughs> that? What's that teaching? All these like all these like outdated pieces y'all be putting on in the final spring concert. What is that teaching? How many of the pieces on your on on the average orchestra teacher's final spring concert actually teaches something? It sound like some of y'all needs to be in the chair with students. Like a lot of those pieces, like a lot of those pieces do not teach anything. Y'all play some weird, like freaking Sister Act One medley. <laughs> <laughs> y'all play these weird, like, and then some random piece you found on JW Pepper, and then you get your kids they orchestra words and they go home. A lot of y'all don't be teaching nothing. So what are we talking about? Who is this man? Fire him. <laughs> and and another thing, like a part of what he was implying that the students needed to know was like they needed to play like quality like quality music. And it's just like what you're not realizing, first of all, one thing that you're teaching them without even realizing that you're teaching it, or maybe he it sounds like he actually was low-key trying to teach them what he considers to be quality music without any explanation and that's how we get all of this that's how we've solidified a lot of people in the canon 
and a lot of just bad habits and ideas yeah. and ways of thinking because a lot of people will be like oh well my teacher taught me this and his teacher taught him that and his teacher before that taught him that and da, da, da. like it's just stuff that keeps getting passed down without anybody questioning it am i telling you that you need to go into every lesson bucking up at your teacher at everything he tell you no but some things like you need to like people are not using their discernment to yeah. like be able to see okay when is there actually a reason behind what i'm being taught and when is this just mm. literally some guy's opinion that has now been passed down enough that it has morphed into quote-unquote law and quote-unquote objectivity because how is that objective when y'all are determining what the objectives are <laughs> there was a study done um I hope I can find it. I probably won't. I'm, I'm probably gonna forget about it, so don't hold me to that. But there was a study done, um, that surveyed first year teachers to see, and I think it was specifically music, to see how much of them, how much of them, use what they learned in music school versus how much of them just did what their teacher did, that did what their high school ensemble teacher did in the classroom. And I don't remember the exact number, but the majority of them did what their teacher did. So it's just a cycle. It's like people tend to teach the way they were taught, which is wild for some of y'all. Absolutely insane. I'll see if I can find you. But I have to go into the depths of my undergraduate notes, which are in Evanston, and I'm in South Carolina, so... By the time I get to Evanston, I'm going to forget. But maybe you ask me, and I'll see if I can find it. It's on y'all to remember. because And it's on me to hold me to it. So that uh, that idea, let's let's give you an example of what we mean by that. So there was an article that went around, and at first I was like, what the heck? And then I read, well, I skimmed it, you know me. I skimmed it down. I was going to read it, and then literally forgot this show happens every week crazy um and it was like ranking the top 10 orchestras in the world and i actually clicked on it because i'm gonna share it on facebook i know facebook is a trenches but i literally would never delete facebook it is too messy it's it's just too good um not the not the professional part like not with y'all but like the stuff i'll be following anyway um i was like sorry I was like this is um weird because in my opinion you really can't write orchestras because they all sound good obviously like some orchestras like some orchestras how I want to say have unique sounds and they're known for certain things like oh my god the brass in Chicago oh my god they eat but I just feel like in my opinion if someone want to chat to me about this you can like I don't mind chatting about it but in my opinion I'm Monavi I think the the quote-unquote like how an orchestra sounds or like how good quote-unquote good they sound really comes down to the time that players have if you're not playing a livable wage playing this orchestra and people gotta work there's only so much people could do like if they people working nine to fives and they come to your rehearsal after babe I don't like I feel like yes, there's money. Yes, da, 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 we can talk about that. But I feel like after we get out the after we get out of the top twenty, whatever that means. I feel like <clears throat> even that after we get out of that, it's like, do people have time to practice or not? Because y'all are all asking for the same excerpts. Y'all are all turning people away. 
y'all like the same the orchestra's down the street turning girls away the orchestra's down the street not picking nobody mm-hmm. so it's like everybody who took a fair audition can play but if they have to have a studio of 50 or they gotta you know have their side hustle business or whatever it's gonna affect how the orchestra sounds um <clears throat> so i was like what y'all talking about and so i clicked into it and this person rated these orchestras um, based on the strength of musicians, the richness of their history, and I was like, okay, and the uniqueness of their sound. So the strength of the musicians, fine, we can leave that alone, but the richness of their history, that doesn't make sense because what does a what does an orchestra's rich history have to do with how they sound? Um, and the second one, the uniqueness of their sound, uniqueness is not something that could be measured so okay um, especially be, especially when something like this that doesn't even like in classical music a lot first of all most of these orchestras especially the ones on this list are playing a lot of music from the canon don't nobody want to hear no unique version of a beethoven Ooh, symphony none of y'all want to hear it <laughs> that's not a compliment <laughs> if you're playing <laughs> if you're playing a, if you played like a, the bronze viola sonata and they were like hmm that was unique <laughs> They'll be you like, they think, will drag you. You would think, okay, so I played that wrong. <laughs> right, like, first of all, yeah, being a unique is a, I've never, someone has never told me I played something uniquely and I, I took it as a compliment. Like, when someone like, that was different, I'd be like, so what you gonna be, what are we gonna do now? <laughs> Where do we go from here? Girl, when I did SOPA back in October, because, you know, now my Don Juan kind of eats. I mean, don't let Jen hear this because she might disagree. But my, my <laughs> Don Juan, it depends on the day we're working on consistency that's the issue consistency is the issue nothing else but back in october when was hope do down one you know she was a cute little but you know we were slow and that's fine and out of the 40 videos that commented on my stuff most of them down one's great is too slow down one so it's like Uniqueness of sound, like what? Sometimes I turn the recording on. I'm like, why is it so slow? Why is it so fast? So that doesn't even make sense for you to um, be like uniqueness of sound. And also, if we really, if we really want to get into it, because I didn't even think about this richness of the history. First of all, a lot of y'all history is not very good, like <laughs> because Vienna Philharmonic is on here isn't a history having like three li- women in orchestra <laughs> first of all the number one orchestra on this list diviner y'all let women in last year like yeah <laughs> I, I, I don't even think i'm exaggerating maybe two or three years ago richest of history one of y'all has strauss conducting y'all that's the richness and it's also it's also crazy to me because it's like it starts with honorable mentions. Honorable mentions goes to New York Phil. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is funny to me. This is like, imagine like being a New York Phil. This coming across your timeline, you get you see your name first. Are you over there sitting on your millions of dollars talking about honorable mention? That's crazy. I would laugh. And then I don't know how to say this. Is it Munker? Munker? Probably. Munker. And I mean. You skipped over that first one? <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that, girl. Who? Gavin House Orchestra? In Leipzig? Leipzig. Um, Yeah, I just think that a lot of the, like, the criteria, the criteria itself 
is like huh and then like <laughs> the the um the explanation is also like hmm you know like yeah. a lot of it is like is just like they have good musicians the musicians sound good and it's just like yeah girl that's part of but that's part of everywhere yeah you know um which goes into what you said like you some of this stuff like really just can't be ranked i'm i'm like very very it's part of it is the libra in me but i'm very very against ranking things i think, <laughs> I think most of that's libra like oh <laughs> I'm like, like Lenny, I'm, so like apples or pears well because like well that one i can do because i don't like pears i forgot you don't like pears that's crazy although i did have a different type of pear i think it was red it was like yeah it was good so i do so i won't say that i don't like pears i don't like the standard pear wait which one because there's two the, there's two standards oh like the brown one and the green one mm-hmm like, I don't know. I don't care for the green ones. Okay, I think that's the one I I don't like either. Because they're like I don't think I've ever had the brown one. Brown pears are good because the green ones are like why they why they like that? Yeah, it's like green, pebbles in there. Green pears are like I know exactly what you're talking about. Green pears are annoying. Green pears <laughs> are like in between like brown pears and apples, and I don't like it. But I rarely reach for a pear. Rarely. Yeah, I'm good. If they have some brown ones, the brown ones do go, but the skin kind of gives sandpaper a little bit. Let's see, but not like too much, like fine sandpaper. But they good on the inside because like a sweet apple. Because sometimes apples be too appley. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm I'm against ranking, ranking stuff. I and when people ask me for a list, even if it's not ranked. I wish I could just say everything at once because that's ridiculous. I feel like people are going to are going to assume that the order in which I say it, even if I say that it's in no particular order, they're going to assume that the order means something and it does not. So I'm against I, I yeah, I don't like record stuff for this exact reason. It doesn't mean anything. A lot of this stuff is apples and oranges. Like I a lot of it is like, Yeah, go ahead. It's apples and oranges like also, new insult just dropped. That was a unique rendition. <laughs> if someone said that to me, I would pack up for the last time. <laughs> also, you know what I realized? It's crazy. Like, just something to point out is that first of all, is London is a London Phil even London Phil LSO London Symphony even on here? I don't think so. Which is crazy. Oh yeah, it is. Okay. Oh, it is number five. Uh, also there's no there's no orchestra from from south america this is a honey this is unhinged which i was about to say that that can't be true because that, they play they, they will play, play everybody sir, they will play you into the center of the earth they will play <laughs> <laughs> those girls south america is winning bro <laughs> the girls down there you could girl they're you could, unlike anyone else <laughs> you could plug your smartphone into them and get it charged like <laughs> those girls they all play everybody. I'm sorry. Everybody. I'm like, not even like I'm not even trying to be like what are that. They will they there's not one orchestra in South America that won't outplay every orchestra on this list. I like you talking about sound? Like please. Why again? Like sound? <laughs> and that just goes to show like how people just like part of a lot of the things that were cited in the on the list as well as things that made them more like that boosted things up the list was the music directors that they had being like the best music directors in the world and like 
of course, I'm not trying to say, oh, music directors don't matter, but like a lot of this stuff is just like, like what do you call that? Arbitrary. But, yeah, but I'm talking about like when somebody has like a name, like. Like it's it's a name, you know yeah. what I mean? Like men like, on here, and like okay, like star power and stuff like yeah. that, you know? Like and that doesn't make that doesn't take, you know, the orchestra up to another like level. Of course, their vision is gonna like whatever, but you can't just say like oh, they number two because so and so because they had Simon Rattle. Like girl, if and that's it. Because Simon Rattle could conduct anything. Simon Rattle could conduct. A, a, a group of squirrels in the street they <laughs> right. out here and, and win a <laughs> grammy like but also that the reason why that was stupid to me sorry i'm not trying to be too i'm gonna tell you why i don't want to be too much on this on this head the reason why it was just like not yeah it was stupid actually the reason why it was stupid to me <laughs> is the fact that like if you put santana sorry okay. saucy santana in front of the cso the CSO is still gonna play. It sound like the CSO, so it's like I'm not trying to say like con- conductor girls do not. I don't have it. Save the think piece, but I'm not saying y'all don't matter. Not too much. But what I'm saying is like the girls can play. Like you see it all the time where like there would be no ikdai that people be swallowing beats and dropping beats and the orchestra still delivers. Like. So that's I feel like the conductor thing is like kind of like irrelevant. I'm not even gonna hold you. Like obviously like what Delaney was saying, like the whole vision people can bring the reason why like some recordings just sound completely different is because of the conductor's vision or whatever. But it's like the or if the orchestra can play, especially like they they've been playing together for a long time, they just know what to do. You think Cleveland Orchestra, if you put make, make the sound in front of Cleveland Orchestra, they're gonna fumble? Mm-hmm. Like Meg can conduct in six eight. Meg, Meg could conduct Meg could conduct um what do I want to say not me blanking cause it's supposed to be trifling and that's what I get for choosing chaos Meg can, can, can conduct freaking um <laughs> it's almost 12 o'clock I'm struggling so hard y'all know I like, go, like to go to bed but what I was trying to say is Meg and the Barbara Dodger for strings in six eight, and the Cleveland Orchestra will still eat that up. It does not matter. So, and yeah, and, and when it was so number one is like you said Vienna, and the very first sentence is undoubtedly the finest orchestra in the world. I'm like, not undoubtedly, <laughs> like, uh, but then giving like nothing else about that and and i'm just saying like just trying to reiterate that like making those statements over and over again like and not having to follow it up with anything like like just kind of perpetuates that idea like there was another guy a youtuber not classical music but like music tech type of stuff i don't know i don't watch his videos but it came across my uh thing and it says the greatest jazz guitarist uh, got lost two fingers to a fire, and the greatest classical composer was deaf. Push against your limitations. First of all, Whoa. a little weird about the whole disability thing using that. To, yeah, I like, really hate when people do that. Like, yeah, like people just be living their lives. Exactly. You don't need to do that. But also, like, you can tell that like, this is somebody who's not even a classical musician. Like that type of stuff. Like people just accept that stuff as fact. Yeah. Like. Um, and there was another one a while ago of some dude who was like, you can't expect 
someone who listens to only listens to hip-hop to understand or to be on the same wavelength as a Beethoven symphony like that type of stuff like people really like I don't think y'all understand how deep this really goes with people mm-hmm. like who outside of classical music how they see it because we perpetuate that stuff even within our own like in our own bubble mm-hmm. and it radiates to how people understand classical music and how people um uh find it approachable and unapproachable and or unapproachable rather and then with this whole list too with the criteria like we were talking about before it really depends on like i feel like the criteria doesn't is 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 arbitrary like we said before but it's even more so when you really think about like how how orchestras are functioning today like orchestras being they're all nonprofits, which means they're accountable to uh the public you know and it's, it's, they're not for-profit companies so um even though they of course need to make a profit but you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but they're like beholden to their communities and so all of that entails like community outreach and and um investing in the community relationships around it and like that type of stuff none of that is on the criteria for it being a good orchestra if we're talking about the organization as a whole because a lot of y'all get an orchestra and don't want to do no, do nothing else in terms of like actually making sure you're bringing something to the table to wherever you're at and not excluding mm-hmm. people like i feel like yeah y'all make if we really, i was about to say if we really talking about what what makes a good orchestra like the conversation is a lot broader than that mm-hmm. not in memphis though I'm not not too much because i remember i couldn't make a um what's it called what's it called i couldn't do a run out and the person i managed was like oh i wasn't even expecting you to come i'm like period because you're supposed to be engaging with the community i was like period miss girl <laughs> but you know what okay so when i first texted delaney about this article i was like this is nuts um this article was written by a 15 year old and that's why we want to go in too much I, I didn't i wasn't successful at that but you want to go in too much because it's like this is a, this is a kid but it just goes back to how like I think so much like so often we're like okay we just gotta wait for the next generation we just gotta da 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 and it's like that's untrue in so many ways and this is like a very small example of that like when you're like you're constantly told like um like I remember like when I went to Berlin I was like I have to see the Berlin film like I have to like I heard I heard about these girls I heard about the girls so much and I mean like they it was they ate they put my favorite symphony so like whatever but like it was like why why is that you know like because I was told over and over again like these are the these are the it girls and like you have to go <laughs> you have to go see them and like I remember it was a huge deal when they made that what's that thing called Delaney that thing they have where like you can buy a subscription to see all their concerts and stuff like that oh yeah the I don't know the online thing yeah the the digital concert stage or something like that yeah something like that it was like I'll never forget I was like maybe a sophomore or junior in college and the girls were foaming at the mouth like oh my god they literally like (laughs) some of the um orchestra people they got together and they just like watched concerts I'm like that's crazy um Dance Moms comes on at 8 7 central um and it's like it's 
it just continues like it continues over and over again like these are when you start when you start having conversations with kids this young about like this is 10th rate and da 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 like it just perpetuates everything we trying to like not perpetuate exactly I mean but they be they be trying to so I mean they probably will succeed because they were like they because I cannot believe after all the conversation we've been having for, especially in the past two years like you still wrote it because like he wrote this article in April and it's like that's wild yeah I feel like when people are especially when like like kids are sort of being like poured into I feel like a lot of them are not questioning things mm-hmm. in that way so it's like I feel like it falls on the people who are educating them to y'all need like part of being a teacher I feel like is also like keeping up with learning things that's why usually like professors are still doing research while they like professing like mm-hmm. it's not just you a professor now you know you're still supposed to be doing stuff because you're supposed to be learning and I feel like that goes with other um with people like with other teaching professions too like the conversation is shifting you ought to be listening and shifting with it to making sure that you're preparing your students to not just be sheep who are like just cookie cutters of you Mm -hmm. in the wrong shape okay (laughs) (laughs) so Black girl. Oh, good luck out there. (laughs) (laughs) Not good luck out there. Let us know your thoughts, but not too much. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not too much. Because, you know, we don't get a whole lot. I mean, ain't nothing much to comment on. (laughs) The way our Instagram is set up. Listen. It's going to come back. Let me get through these. I need to. I got two more weeks here. It's going. It's going to come back. And y'all be like, dang, Katie back. I'm like, yup. I just. The last couple months have been a blur. Um, Dang, I lost. Oh, never mind. Oh, shoot. Oh, it's time to move on. But Okay, here we go. You ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Dr. Phyllis Lewis-Hale. Dr. Lewis-Hale is a native of Jackson, Mississippi, and she received her Bachelor of Music Education degree from Jackson State University. Shout out to the Sonic Boom. Um... And her master of music and a doctoral music degree is from the University of Cincinnati. Um, she has appeared as a leading soloist, so leading soprano soloist in concerts in Italy, Japan, Taiwan, Germany, Austria, Bermuda, and throughout the United States. Some of her highlights in her career include receiving several performance awards, such as the winner of the IBLA Grand Prize um, and the International Monteverdi Bellini Vocal Competition. Um, a winner of the New Jersey Association of Verismo Opera Vocal Competition, um, and a recipient of an Encouragement Award from the Metropolitan Opera Nation- National Council Awards. She recorded songs of separation of William Grant Still for WGUC Radio in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
She's currently an instructor of music and the director of opera slash musical theater workshop at Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi. She has also taught at Temple University and Georgetown College um, in Kentucky. Uh, her research interests include identifying, preserving, and performing concert adaptations of underexplored folk songs that originated with enslaved Africans who were dispersed throughout the United States. Her latest research pro- project involved the, pres- the preservation of the Afro-Creole folk songs of Louisiana, which developed under the same conditions um, on the Louisiana plantations of the late 18th and 19th centuries. And unlike the Negro spiritual, has barely survived and is not explored. I want to read some of her stuff, period. Anyway, shout out to you, Dr. Lewis Hale. Shout out to Jackson State University. Gee, I love. I need to go to Jackson State. I need to get me a sweatshirt. If you get Jackson State, send me a shirt. Never mind, don't send me a shirt because you need my address. That's weird. You got a piece of the week? <laughs> I could literally drive to Jackson. It's three hours from my house. <gasps> Actually, I'm not going to do that. But... <laughs> um, let's see. My piece of the week. I was into the Brom Show Sonata this week. So that was cute. So that'll be my piece of the week. Cute. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black accent suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send us to Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM. That's the International Society for Black Musicians. At Eyes Black Musicians on social media, eyesblackmusicians.com. And yeah, see you next week. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.